0: Ah, the waning days of summer, a time to get together with family and friends and enjoy the final days of sunshine and heat. We'll take a moment to discuss the importance of gathering relationships and guarantor information as part of the documentation you prepare following your EMS incident today on the QMC Board and Caller. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller. News and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The board and collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. I often field questions from our clients and their staff members about the importance of identifying the responsible party for payment of the ambulance claims that produce reimbursement to your EMS organization. One of the best rules of thumb is to remember that more times than not, older persons and younger persons, meaning infants to 17 years, will have someone who takes care of their healthcare affairs. Right off the bat, you as a field provider and eventual documenter must remember to help your billing office by collecting, at the very least, the name, and hopefully an address, and or phone number of the person who will ultimately assist you with the billing process. These people are often called guarantors, or in some cases, they are guardians. They include parents, next of kin, such as a spouse or an adult child, siblings, close friends, third-party agents, such as a patient advocate or a court-appointed guardian, or even an employee or volunteer of an advocacy agency to who care has been assigned for those persons who cannot adequately or legally make their own decisions. Once you have identified who the responsible party is that will act on behalf of the patient, your next step towards closing the documentation loop will be obtaining an authorization signature from that person. Because of the legal nature of their relationship to your patient, these people should be able to sign, and by doing so, bind him or herself to take responsibility for payment for the ambulance transport you just completed. The signature form you use should spell out the relationship to the patient and why the patient could not sign for him or herself. In most cases, but not all, the person signing the authorization forms we all carry in our ambulances enable you, as a representative of your EMS organization, to procure a promise from the person signing that he, she, will take responsibility for the ultimate payment of the resulting claim. This includes whether or not the resulting ambulance bill is paid by insurance or paid from personal funds. The person signing, in essence, takes ownership of the payment scenario for this particular patient and understands a bill for the service will arrive in the patient's name soon after the incident. Of course, I highly recommend when anyone but the patient signs off on the run that you collect that person's printed name in proximity to their signature. Also, be sure to know where you can contact them with questions pertaining to the billing of the ambulance run. Other signature sensitive parts of the billing scenario are any waivers obtained from the patient or the responsible party acting on behalf of the patient, be extra careful when obtaining signatures on these documents that you are certain, without a doubt, that the person signing the waiver form fully understands that he or she will be held responsible for making sure that the resulting claim is paid one way or another. It is important that you clearly identify the responsible person that will act on behalf of the patient and why the patient cannot make his or her own decisions. In some cases, it would be best to document the nature of the incident and the relationship, especially as permissions are given for treatment and transport of the patient. For non-emergency transport scenarios, I advocate that it's best for the call taker or dispatcher to be certain by whom and by what means the bill will be paid. Put together a call intake form that is by every single phone in your station, or is it the side of every single call taker or dispatcher? If a waiver form or Medicare Advanced Beneficiary Notice, also called an ABN, must be presented within this scenario, be sure to properly identify the person authorized to sign on behalf of the patient in such a scenario, and it would be best to have that form completely filled out and ready for the crews to pick up prior to leaving the station on the run. Once in the patient's family or guardian's presence, the form can then be given to the responsible party for reviewing and subsequently signing. I suggest that you consider documenting in your patient care report, especially in waiver situations regarding the presentation of the form. You may want to document as follows. As an example, patient is an 81-year-old male with severe dementia. Patient's power of attorney, his sister, was on the scene. An advanced beneficiary notice was presented to the POA. The POA read the entire ABN, Verbalized to this crew that she understood that the patient, and by extension, she may be responsible for payment for this ambulance transport. She acknowledged the potential cost of the trip and signed the ABN, electing to authorize the transport despite the uncertainty of payment. A copy of the ABN was given to the POA prior to the beginning of the transport. Responsible persons are important people for you as a representative of your EMS organization to identify, interact with, and sometimes even procure permissions from on behalf of your patient. Your administration of your EMS organization will so appreciate that you have gained understanding of this issue and are applying what you have learned to allow accurate claim processing following the ambulance run. I hope this information proved helpful and informative to you. My name is Gary Harvatt. I'm the Director of Client Services with QuickMed Claims. Should you have any questions, please don't hesitate in emailing me at clientservices at quickmedclaims.com. For now, thanks again for joining us. Have a great day. And hey, be safe out there.